Give a fuck about a hater That broke shit get old And you can me run no hoe shit These hoes get too bold I'm allergic to that no shit My wrist game on cold I might pick my coupe white Just to match with my toes Bye, hi guys By the way, welcome to Black Splaining Podcast With your host Sierra Wait, do you have your name on here? I don't know We'll say Sierra with an S Okay <laughs> uh, And her, her guest we have on today, myself, at thin.cruel.lips on IG and TikTok. I'm just a nigga with sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nobody special. But I do have a podcast at National Meat Treasure. So follow that if you uh, like dudes being bros talking about absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Good description. Oh, I remember what we were talking about last week. So um, one of the things that has been on my mind heavy lately has been, um, for some reason, just like discussions of all of these like different little subcultures that millennials have just created um, as a way of, you know, shaping discourse online. And one of those things is this thing called hookup culture, right? Quote unquote, which like seems a little charged because like something being a whole culture, like you know, that's, that's a stretch. Like, I know that we have like a culture of misogyny and a culture of racism and like a a culture of capitalist hyper productivity, but a, a hookup culture seems like a stretch. Um, however, what was very interesting is that like a lot of the people that were talking about it were saying it because they were like, they think hookup culture benefits only women within, um, you know, if we're talking about cisgendered heterosexual relationships that lean relatively traditional, like there's a man and he does things and there's a woman and she does things like that's, that's the realm that we're in here. Just like two, you know, straight people, five feet apart in a hot tub. Cause they're not gay. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think hookup culture um, isn't real. I think people are more willing to have sex with strangers than they are willing to communicate boundaries. Uh, I think Mm. people uh, aren't willing to communicate what they... First of all, you know what? It's not even communication. People don't even know what they want out of sex. Sex is like currency to both men and women. Uh, And I feel like people kind of get into these sexual relationships for, you know, like I said, straight traditional women, uh, they get into relationships and kind of say, okay, like sex is what I quote unquote bring to the table. Whereas men kind of look at sex as like, okay, this is my conquest. If I have more sex, I am more valuable as a human being. And, and I feel like in, if we're, we're going we to narrow it down to age. So let's say like 25 to 30, because I'm not talking to people under 25 because I'm old. <laughs> or 25 and up, rather. Uh, I feel like a lot of people like 25 and up really aren't even like, they think this is what they're supposed to be doing. And they don't even want that. Like, I know a lot of guys who are like above 25 who don't want to fuck people for the sake of fucking them, but think they're supposed to. And mm-hmm. then they're going on dates with women who think, I got to throw it back for mans to... To to start com- to start conversations of I want to be a, a wife or whatever, and it's like neither party really wants that, but like people are more concerned about getting the nut and showing off rather than just having a conversation about what they want this thing to be. Right. It feels like sex is like the start of a conversation for most people. Like you know, remember back in the day, they'd be like first base, second base, third base. Now it's like like what's that <laughs> meme? It's like it's like first base sex. Second base, seeing each other in the daytime. <laughs> right? Third third base, Fair. unpacking trauma with each other. <laughs> like Man, no, I completely like I I I'm there. I understand the perception. And just as another disclaimer, everybody, like we I'm specifically talking about cisgender heterosexual relationships. There is a straight man and a straight woman. And specifically because like I think those like levels of disc well one of the problems that I do have with the, the assumption of hookup culture is that it is heteronormative, um, you know, gender restrictionary and just 
you know, ridiculous as a whole. But another one of the problems that I have with it is that like, it assumes that, you know, women are like thrown that like sex is on an even playing field with everything else. Like, you know, you'd be watching them like TikToks and stuff and they'd be like, oh, well, you want to have sex. I need some money. And I'm just like, why are the two equal? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to have sex with a man, like make him buy you a house. Like there are so many more things (laughs) that you can get for sex. And like you choosing to just get like, I don't, I don't, and I don't get me wrong. I don't think like money is equal to sex because I think like sex is way more powerful than money, especially because like, I I think like people, like people think women use sex as like a way to manipulate men, like straight women use sex as a way to manipulate men. And I really think that first of all, they should, and they should continue this behavior. Um, I think if there is any way you can get the leg up on a man, you should do it and you should bleed him dry. Right. So that's first. And but secondarily, um, that's why I'm like, oh, well, hookup. So that's why I kind of do see the perspective that hookup culture doesn't benefit women because women are like having sex with men. And if we look at this from like a statistical point of view, like not many women report being sexually satisfied in any of their relationships, whether it's with like a uh, what is what do they call these days? A sneaky link or um, <laughs> like a boyfriend, whatever the case may be. Not a lot of women report being sexually satisfied by any of their sexual partners. So I can see the perspective that hookup culture does not um, benefit women in that aspect. Where I don't necessarily agree is because I think the point that was trying to be made is that like, because women are like innately emotional creatures that, you know, they, they won't survive unless they have some type of emotional connection or they have something that's leading to a relationship. And I really want to understand why. Like, you know, I think I, want, I, I challenge everybody to think about the most emotional and the most just mess of a person you know. And I want you to tell me why it's a man. Because it's not a woman. Like, I have never... <laughs> I can always meet, I always meet women who can like rally together and they're like, you know, I've been hurt before. You know, we all know the strong black Tyler Perry, you know, Marcus and Angela. Oh, Marcus, you ain't gonna be treating me like we all know a woman like that. Right. But I do not know a man who can like rally himself together and like move on with his life after he's been through something like, you know, maybe the loss of a partner or the loss of a relationship or just really anything. Like I know a nigga who will like call off a work for a week straight because he's got a head cold, not like COVID or (laughs) tuberculosis. Like he's just got the sniffles and now he's got to stay in bed all day. Like, tell me why the weakest man you know or the weakest person you know is probably a man um and i say this with all slander intended especially if we're talking about cisgendered heterosexual men because like get it together so from that the from so that's how i can see like both perspectives but i really want to i really especially like black people like i want us to break out of this box of like um of using like you know sexual relationships with people as a way to like uh begin the parameters of relationship defining like if you have like if like even if you not have sex like even if you like just at the crib watch a snowfall with this nigga like every night for a week like that is enough to be like this is something like let's let's start being honest with ourselves here like we you you ain't gotta start fucking a nigga just to be like well Let's start defining the parameters of our relationship. Um, no. If there is an emotional connection there, that is enough. And that's the other thing. Like, I think people are, they kind of devalue relationships that have, like, that don't have, like, a sexual component. Like, we just on a getting-to-know-each-other type shit because, like, for some reason, and this is another soapbox um, that I will get on and die on uh, because of the false concept of virginity that you are a pure virgin person until you have been penetrated by a man like there's nothing about sex that makes it like uniquely a unique experience to define a relationship or to create some type of false womanhood or something see look no let me that that's another way but um (laughs) there's nothing unique about sex that makes that experience so yeah I just I really want us to I I want us to be free of those constraints and not to say that I don't see like the value in like monogamous relationships or anything like that because I am still chasing for some reason monogamy and 
But, you know, as somebody who sometimes teeters like asexual or aromantic, like hookup, quote unquote, hookup culture, I think is really just a way to like pigeonhole ourselves into being like, well, um, you know, if I start fucking on this nigga, right? Or if I start whatever the case may be, then that is the the best way to jumpstart something, you know, or whatever the case may be. Well, first up, uh, back to your point about fucking a nigga for a house. It's cr- if you are sitting in escrow waiting for some cat, <laughs> you you got way more money and time than me. But um, I don't know. Well, first of all, I gotta say when I when I speak on any of these issues, I'm speaking to black people. I don't know if you have white listeners, uh, but I hope not. Close cl- close your ears, I guess, because yeah, please do. Um, if I feel like black people in 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 the the straight normative dating space all we do is talk at each other and not to each other like i do not understand this like new wave like like i see like i you ever listen to like, that podcast horrible decisions yes so i was listening to an episode the other day actually no it wasn't horrible decisions it was a different one it was a different one with mandy b uh see the thing is and there was a oh, clip okay. of her saying yeah there was a clip of her saying she don't want to date nobody but roommates with like three roommates and like mm-hmm. obviously she's a fucking millionaire. <laughs> like right, a millionaire right, in her thirties. Right. Why would you want to date like I didn't as someone who would like a roommate, I did not I don't have roommates, but like I mean I, I wouldn't mind. But like I didn't take offense to that. And then like obviously, you know, she took that clip, put it on TikTok, and then the comments is all these twenty one year olds being mad. Motherfucker, of course you got three roommates. You're twenty one living in New York. You can't yeah. <laughs> like you can't not have three white roommates. Why are you mad at her? Um but yeah, like black people, I just feel like we are just we need to just communicate more. I think like when people say hookup culture, I feel like it's a white thing, honestly. I feel like it's white Man. people trying to navigate, young white people specifically, like trying to navigate like their way in the world and doing it through sex. I don't know what white people are going through. That's not my ministry. <laughs> but like Amen. with black people, I feel like a lot of our problems could be solved if we just talked to each other and didn't take offense to every single fucking thing. Like what's that one tweet? It's like, if you think a person should go 50-50, be with a person that agrees with that. Don't get on the internet and be mad at the person who wants to be the housewife or wants to be taken care of or wants to do this, or wants to do that. It's like we don't it's like we need to communicate and not be mad when the bad bitch or whoever you're trying to pursue doesn't values don't align with yours. If you want to be a, a polyamorous, you know, person paying six people's bills and 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 this woman you are pursuing to be your sixth <laughs> does not vibe with that you should go okay that's cool you want to be friends Man. Do, you, do you want me to do you want to go to lunch sometime <laughs> you know what i mean but like exactly. we don't do that we just get mad and i think we're all getting mad because we're all aspiring to uh to live what did i say when we when we cut off last time we're all living i saw a tiktok that said we're all living in a white man's imagination like all the rules of society were not made by people who look like us uh, they yes. were just made by, uh, you know, indoct- you know, Christian indoctrination and this, that, and the third. And obviously, we we with the Christian indoctrination with the component of capitalism is beating every single one of our asses, <laughs> yeah, very viciously. And you know, we're all getting mad at those who are you know more successful at this or you know not aligning with this. And it's like, we just, we need to find our own way as black people and communicate it and just not be mad at motherfuckers who want to do things differently in the process. But I, I say some shit like that on TikTok and here come the comments. Oh, this fucking simp. <laughs> like, like, why are you mad at me, black man? I don't, you, I, I don't even know. Man. You black. I don't even, can't even confirm you're black because it's a blank profile <laughs> yelling this at me. You know, and uh, that's crazy. First of all, let's not simp shame because one of the requirements to be in a relationship with me is you have to be obsessed with me. So I there's nothing wrong with simps, okay? Let's let's not simp shame people on the internet. But secondarily, um, we are definitely living everything is made up. Time is made up, productivity is made up, money is made up, it's all made up. Okay. We are living in the imagination of a white imperialist man, right? So that white imperialist man who like 400 years ago, or I don't know, even longer than that, who all those years ago, like did all of this colonizing and all of this imperializing, all this pillaging, all this violence, right? 
he created the system that we live in now so that you know he could become a better version of himself so there are a bunch there are bunches of white men this is and specifically to relate it back to hookup culture because like i think you know we the the archetype of the, the 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 typical white man and that th- that archetype includes a ton of different white men it includes the finance bros it includes the racquetball bros it includes you know the the frat bros it includes all the white bros right that the the archetype of the typical white man has been able to thrive in hookup culture white because uh white women will always align themselves with the values of white men we saw this we you see this at every turning point in american history white women just stand idly by while white men change standards they you know they try to push social or societal change what they just kind of stand idly by as white men do whatever the fuck they want right so i think and, you know, talking to all my black people here, like you got to break out of the white man's imagination, like a traditional relationship. Right. Which and I'm not going to knock anybody because I know a ton of people who have like a relationship, you know, that you, that whatever that's set up, however you think is traditional. So ain't going to knock nobody for doing something. But like, I think if we, we step out of the wanting something that mirrors like what the white colonial patriarchy wanted us to have, we would be free. Um, and I'm talking specifically to black men who like, look, let me just, let me, let me just keep it a stack here. I think it is, it is typically black men who are like derailing these conversations because like when their masculinity is attacked, then all bets are off. Like you ever talk to a nigga and you like, you know, you, you just imply that maybe something is a little, what's the word they use? Something's a little zesty and he will have, he will go through all five stages of grief right there. All five stages agree. Like he has lost a crucial part of his identity. Like don't don't say that shirt is too pink, okay? Because he's gonna have a mental breakdown in the middle of the street. Or you know, so th- I I think that's that's one thing. Like attacking the, the 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 masculinity of men that was created. And I have said this many many times. I talked about this on the alpha male episode, on the stay in your lane episode. Like the white colonial patriarchy is never gonna be for black men because white men do not view black men as their equals. So this patriarchy that black men subscribe to that tells them that they have to be whatever it is that they have to be is the same system of masculinity that white men use to fucking mass incarcerate black men. Like you think you got to be hard all the time and you got to be stoic and, you know, you have to be these protect, whatever the case may be. Those are the same characteristics that in court when they like, um, these are the charges, like you beating up people and you acting like you ain't got no sense. And now I'm going to, now you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life. These like, they're the, if you look at it closely, the, the values of a lot of black male masculinity resemble the same archetypes and stereotypes that white men use to invalidate black men's masculinity in the first fucking place. But that's another story for another time. So back to the, (laughs) I I get distracted, back to the task at hand here. So I think like when, to your point about like, we need to start talking to each other and not at each other. I think there is a crucial part of motherfuckers that are not understanding the conversation right so when like the example you use she's like well i don't want to date a nigga that got roommates i'm 30 whatever the case may be like if you could be 19 and be like i don't want to date a nigga with roommates and that could simply be out of convenience for me i don't really date tall men right because and that is sheerly out of pettiness right because I'm five three, okay. I'm five three, and I don't really date tall men, and that's sheerly out of pettiness. I've never heard that, bro. I have never heard. Really, any. I had an ex who was four eleven and was like, "You're not six feet. You like five eleven. I was like, first of all, I have bad posture. Second of all, who are you talking to, tiny?" No. <laughs> like, I like that, and it's it's literally out of pettiness because I don't want you coming to my house and reaching stuff that I can't reach. If I can't get it, you can't get it. You're not better than me. <laughs> Okay, we're both going to go grab that little one step stool and we're going to stand on it to get the thing off of the top shelf. All right. You're not about to be besting me in the grocery store and handing me down that box of cereal from the top shelf. All right. We both about to ask the nigga who work at Publix to hand us the honey bunches of oats. Okay, you ain't better than me. Anyway, (laughs) so, um, yeah, I, I personally I don't and 
not to say like because this is a preference all right and i think there's also a lot of people who don't understand preference but so like i have dated tall men but like if i i would never like start dating a tall man and be like oh well you could be shorter like why antagonize somebody that's not your type anyway like i said in the stay in your lane podcast if you want something specific go get something specific and not something different and then be mad that it's not specific Right. So there is a crucial part of us that are not understanding the conversation. And I think it's because we haven't like there is a specifically black men have not like have not yet learned like the nuance of attraction in relationships. And when I say this, I mean, like a, a lot of black women have done the work, like they go to therapy, you know, they're bossing up in their job. They're doing whatever the fuck they need to do to make themselves, you know better people for themselves but a lot of black men have not done that work like a lot of black men are still you know jerking out of their sleep because of you know the trauma that they experienced when they were 13 instead of just going to talk to the lady you know like just go and talk to the lady and and get some help because there is no reason that you know five consecutive nights in a row you are like fighting dream ops to the point you fall out of the bed, you know, because it's, it's, it's getting domestic now. Like, ain't that what Santana said? <laughs> it's getting domestic now. And I'm going to use a very specific example. Okay. Like there was one time, and this is going to be a fucking side tangent because I'm also still mad about it. Like it, it ain't no way. Right. So dating this guy and he's sleeping over. Right. So it's like, what's the proper protocol for somebody that is clearly getting their ass beat in their dreams? Like, you know, like you, 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 I can't go to sleep and help you spin the block on your ops. But like, if you are having a full on like episode on the other side of my bed, like what's the proper protocol? Like, do I, am I supposed to be like, Hey, wake up. Like you're having an, or do I just, am I just supposed to support from a distance? You know? So anyway, so, um, obviously someone in his dreams is wearing him out. So, and I'm not even doing nothing. I'm on my side of the bed, minding my business. I got my iPad in my hand. I'm just offering support from a distance. I'm like, if he fall out the bed, he will wake up. So that ain't none of my business. But um, so, and then when he does wake up, right? So he's like, um, I'm like, are you like, are you okay? Like trying to be supportive. Are you okay? Like you were, you were having a nightmare. And this man looks me dead in my face and he's like, oh, I don't have nightmares. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. So you, you the one that done figured it out. You have figured out how to train your brain to only show you pleasant memories while you're sleeping because you don't have nightmares. I'm like, you. somebody was spinning the block on your ass in your dream, okay? And you know what? Next time, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to join your dream ops and we're going to dream jump your ass. How about that? Because you don't have nightmares. Please. Anyway, so I'm, I, su- I suggest frequently, especially to the specific type of man that I used to deal with, which I will not disclose at this time, that they should street go to niggas. therapy. She means street niggas. <laughs> See, look, you ain't going to keep she exposing means little dirt. like this. <laughs> I it means the entirety of Gary, Indiana. That's what she means. Look. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you should go to therapy. And like, I think a lot of the, 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 where the conversation was is that like, he's like, well, I just like, he's, you know, he's just like, well, I just want to sleep. And I'm like, that's great because I would like to sleep too. But where like the communication wasn't there, it's just like, what's the, what's, what's the most effective way for that to happen? And, you know, long-term, you know, if going to therapy, you know, getting them dream ops out of your head would definitely be a viable solution. However, in the interim, um, I think the best way to support a hood nigga having a nightmare is to like, I don't know, get him a bottle of Hennessy. What do hood niggas like these days? Like, what's the going stock for a hood nigga? But the like when we're talking about like the differences between experience between black men and black women, because like I'm not I'm not gonna say that I like 
went through hood, you know, I, I'm from the trenches and I, I got it out the mud or anything like that, specifically because I'm recording this in my mom's basement who just brought me a hash brown and an apple juice. Like, I don't think that there's <laughs> that type of supportiveness if I was in the trenches, but like lived experiences are typically like the most significant contributing factor to how people perceive interpersonal relationships, you know, to quote my sociology book. So I think there's a significant difference between our lived experiences, especially now that black women are on the have outpaced black men in a lot of aspects, you know, not to sit here and flex on nobody or to stun on nobody, but we out earn, we're more educated, you know, we, there are a lot of, so our lived experiences, right, have shaped who we have become as a person. However, you know, I, so, so I can see how a group of people who are perceived as stagnant could be frustrated on the internet when, you know, the person that out earns them, that has outpaced them in life says that she wants better than that person. But, you know, before I get canceled, because I'm, but I say this to say that the the reason that those lived experiences are different is because there are, you know, there's a want and there's access to specific resources, like whether that's therapy, whether it's job, whatever the case may be. But I'm just saying, like, if you if you're like wanting if you're mad, right that the baddie that you see on Instagram, like she don't want you, she don't want nothing to do with you. And she says, oh, I want, you know, a six figure earner. I want a house. I want a Lamborghini, right? And you're mad at that because you're sitting, you know, currently in your Honda Civic um, in front of your apartment that you share with two other people. um, And you're like, well, why do you need a Lamborghini and a house in six figures, right? Because you ain't got it. As opposed to being like, What's on my level playing field? And that, I don't think that's really ever discussed. I don't think we talk about like, I feel like how you can be on even playing field with people within your own life. That, but that, see, that's that the was thing. I mean, the, the phrasing is correct, but like, as far as like on your level, but it still feels like insulting to men. I think what it boils down masculinity is a lot of toxic things. Yeah, I've just had a lot of personal events in my life that have kind of dismantled uh, my, you know, the, the typical version of masculinity. And like, right. I just, I've never subscribed to it since I was a kid. We don't got to get into all that. But um, I like, I feel like for like, you know, to go back to saying that like women are like currency for a lot of men. Mm-hmm. When you see a woman post, I want to work in, or even something simple as like, I want to do with a degree or I want to do who makes 60 grand a year. Mm-hmm. A dude feels attacked by that because he now knows there's a ceiling on the amount of currency he can acquire in terms mm-hmm. of women. Like, he's like, oh, That's like, yeah, I can get women on my quote unquote playing field, but like, I, wanna, I want the, the knowledge that I, if I ran into Beyonce tomorrow, Mm-hmm. She would at least go to brunch with me. You know what I mean? Like a lot of niggas live in that delusion. <laughs> um, and I feel like they feel like attacked by, bro. It's so funny because like black men are their own worst enemy. Like we are very much on, on this path of like, we got to do it all and figure it out and figure it, figure it all out and be it all. Like I remember I seen this one post where this girl was saying like how to get a man like in love with you. And she was saying the most basic affection shit that she, she's like, like if a man is driving, just rub the back of his neck and look at him for a while. And when he goes, what are you looking at? Just go, nothing. Just looking and look him up and down. The comments <laughs> was going nutty. <laughs> the comments was going crazy. And then she was like, she was like, if y'all go out to lunch, just pull your card out and be like, don't worry. I got it. Comments was going nutty. Like, damn, black men want people to be nice to them so fucking bad and they have no idea how to just say that because they they we, we we out here thinking we got to be the rocks i'm very much a closed mouth don't get fed type of dude so so like if i need help i'm i'm gonna ask i'm gonna beg i have zero pride <laughs> i don't care and it's because i lived on the other side of that where i, I was the rock for everybody and the my the, the way i look kind of uh draws in a lot of i'm six feet tall 200 pounds relatively muscular and it, it kind of draws in a lot of women who want to feel small in my presence. I also have like, you know, I'm, I'm an outgoing guy. I obviously have a podcast um, and I I talk a lot. So I talk a lot. I take over a room and I attract a lot of women who want that like that rock. 
And it's cool to be that rock for like three months till I realize, oh wait, I'm a whole full person yeah. <laughs> that like I can't take care of you emotionally, financially, or even physically sometimes the way you ne- you have imagined that I can based on how mm-hmm. I and how I would you know it'd be cool if I was this you know inexorable, infallible, fucking like rock of a he man, but like I'm not. Yeah. Cause I live in reality. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm not literally Arnold Schwarzenegger in Barbarian or whatever the fuck movie. Conan, Conan the Barbarian. Not that dude. <laughs> I have thoughts and I have feelings, and a lot of dudes will deny those thoughts and feelings until they can go on the internet and say, "Well, women are like this," and blah blah blah, and that's why I'm this way. It's like, bro, just that individual woman who who, who fucked you up. I'm sorry, but. You could talk about her or how that made you feel without, you know, putting on a Kevin Samuels t-shirt and some weird glasses and getting on a podcast and talking about, well, all women are this way. Like, no, bro, like you're hurt. And that's mm. okay to be hurt, my man. <laughs> it's okay man. to admit you're hurt. And then I, and then there's always this argument of like, oh, well, you know, the second you you soften up for a black woman, they use it against you. Okay, then that's a bad person. That is an individual single bad person who used your, you know, you been being soft around them as a negative talking point. That's a singular bad person. That does not account for all women. You you haven't talked right. to all women. You haven't talked to 0.0002% of even all black women that have ever existed. <laughs> like that exists exactly. now in your date range, in your city, period. You you can't make these these claims. And but it's so much easier, because I've been in that position. I've been in my 20s before. It's so much easier to fucking, you know. Be like, well, fuck everybody than it is to just be like, damn, I'm hurt and I need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's okay to drop the pride. Again, pride, I mean, I know that's a sin, but even taking that out of like religion and shit, like pride will hurt your feelings, your own feelings way faster than the world will. <laughs> way Come on now. Boys. Look, as a sap, um, as somebody who has never tried to participate in uh, this, what the real prop with this savage culture, everybody needs to be savage, right? So, um, as someone who has never tried to participate in that, I can tell you right now, if I like, if I like a dude, or if there's like a guy that I'm like super interested in, oh, you're gonna know it, and um, I like, and that's because like all of my, um, all of my lived experiences, right? So I have like a. See, my whole personality will be explained if y'all met my mama. I'm going to just say that right now. If y'all met my mama, you would understand the way, why I act the way that I act. But nonetheless, so that's because like my lived experiences have allowed me the room to be like compassionate with myself and empathetic and understanding and whatever the case may be, I'm a great person. So um, I think there, we have to get to a point. And I think specifically, like, I, I think there is room on both sides. Like, follow me, Black women. Like, don't leave me alone on this point, right? Because I think that there is room for Black men to under to try to connect with, you know, the, the parts of themselves that, like, is compassionate, that are empathetic, that are understanding, that are, you know, wanting to be better. And I also think that there is room on the other side that where Black women, where black women can allow men the, the room to be that. Like, I think I see, when I see a lot of the, like, relationship talk, especially with, like, black women in relationships I see a lot of men who are like overworked and underpaid like you know like so and I say That's like me. <laughs> yeah so who are overworked and in relationships like why is your man like you know doing literally everything for you you're not useless you know like and I will say like to the girlies who got it like you got you a man that's gonna do everything girl keep him but you know when he gets burned out and he doesn't really know how to express that you also have to take a little bit of the accountability for you know exacerbating the problem of him not knowing how to come to you and be like as soft and as gentle as you want to be with him like I think there's room for that on both sides of the board and also like I do I don't that that I don't know why that's appealing like why do you want a nigga that's just like hard all the time okay rephrase why do you want a man who is just emotionally unavailable all the time um like that that can't be attractive that can't be appealing and specifically i think like when we're talking about like the context of relationships we're talking about like the context of sex because i think like there are there is 
you can you can have sex with somebody and not feel anything. You can like you can literally do whatever you want, right? Like you can have sex with somebody, you can not have sex with somebody. You could want to be in a relationship and not have sex. You can want to be in a relationship and all you do is have sex. Like there is so much room for so many different types of relationships to exist, which is why you know to tie it back to the original point, like quote unquote hookup culture is not a thing because like you said, sex is currency. Like we the typically when people in relationships or just to people having sex, they're doing it for a specific reason, right? So whether or not like, you know, so whether or not they're benefited by what, you know, the white imperialist patriarchy tells you they should be benefited by, doesn't matter, right? So that's the first point. The second point is that like, when we're talking about the concept of masculinity, which, you know, I implore people to like, seek a new definition of, especially like, and specifically, like, I implore people to not see masculinity as the polar opposite of femininity, because there is a lot of nuance there. And there is a lot of times where, like, they are the exact same thing. Right. Second point. So the the third point here to bring it home is that, like, when we start to have these conversations about, like, what, what where are we going to go? as a people, specifically black people, because like, I think there's a lot of misunderstandings because, um, at the end of the day, like, you know, one of a misconception, like black men and black women, no, well, first of all, nobody's getting married. Like this generation does have some of like the most stagnant, you know, numbers when it relates to long-term Nobody can afford a wedding. Yeah. Nobody can really, nobody can afford anything. Okay. No, nobody can afford anything. That's the name of this episode. Nobody can afford anything. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. So look, so there are some misconceptions here, but you know, millennials, Gen Zers, we are engaging in more meaningful long-term relationships, um, moreover than you know previous generations. Like yo, grandmama probably got into one relationship and she stayed in until she died. Cool. Millennials and Gen Zers are engaging in more meaningful long-term relationships. So like, relationships that last like anywhere between two to five years. And that is the way to shape yourself as a partner and as a person. Like you, I had to just be with the guy that I liked in high school. All right. First of all, I would probably be sitting in jail somewhere um, because he is now currently in jail and that would have shaped <laughs> my lived experience. You know, I'm, I'd probably be sitting on the stand right now talking about, I ain't finna say nothing. Y'all ain't finna turn me. Like I, that's, I'm, I'm a stick beside him. Like that's your man. Yeah. That's my man. And I'm a stick. Be- yeah. So imagine having to be held accountable for the decisions you made when you were 17 for the rest of your life. And that's the thing. Like, I think we all need to take some accountability in how our lived experiences have shaped how we perceive things. Like, Black women are very jaded about Black men, and I will own that. And specifically, you know, I have had a ton of negative experiences with Black men. I keep coming back, though, so that should tell you I'm not jaded enough. And I think Black men, which, like, there's... Because, like, I also saw this TikTok that was, like, there was, like, a little bit of like a power dynamic and not like actual power, like niggas, y'all, they ain't got no actual power. But I think like the power dynamic that we're seeing on social media is that like the, the masculinity conversations are dominant, which is why like, you know, you said like we have all these conversations about like sex and relationships that are leaning towards like black men, not wanting to be in relationships, them only really wanting to have sex because of, you know, negative experiences with blah, 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 blah. Anyway. So yeah, I think that there's that, 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 that's, that's really where we need to start. Like, you know, I would say, so on a, and I'll say this on like a personal note, one of the things that (laughs) I need to work on and it's not dating hood niggas. Don't, don't let him lie to you, y'all. I don't date hood niggas. I'm reformed. Um, I date men who pay taxes now. So, um, (laughs) but one of the things that I think like I should work on is, um, I don't listen. Like if you (laughs) tell me, like if we're having a conversation and I have already checked out because I have my own personal understanding about something, I ain't listening to you. And I think that's a day. I, that's a dangerous trait. And I think that that's a, a lot of times what happens online. Like we are, we already know we disagree right so we in the comments just being like no I disagree because instead of being like oh this is not for me 
I need to move on. Like, you know, because you can (laughs) only, it's not a conversation if you're only responding to the things you disagree about, right? Like if I go into, like if you tell me, right, you like white women, I'm like, well, I disagree because I don't like white people. So obviously that conversation is not for me. It's not in my spirit. So I just need to move on. Or like, so, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think we need to like, instead of just being like, well, let me disagree. I think we need to start shifting so that we're having actual productive conversations with like people where there's dissonance instead of conflict. Amen. And to just go back to your point about like having experiences with black men. And I I just need us as a people to release ourselves from the shackles that like we are not in a community. Uh, I don't know. Maybe y'all don't talk to I thought you were going to say release ourselves from the shackles of dating within our race because I was going I was going to cut your mic. Oh, oh, no. I'm a I'm a segregationist. Uh, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) absolutely. I, I feel like people don't talk to like y'all you think white women are out here living it up with these white men no they're getting their asses beat and manipulated and gaslit Mm. all the same like men are men we're all under the same patriarchy we are all under the same patriarchy but it's like so crazy that like and i've seen this conversation happen so many times before where people are like black people are the only people that like second guess dating inside the race we're the only people who do that like white women might like i've been with my fair share of white women and other race women but like they're all married to their own race now mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or like dating long-term their own race. Like the, we, we the only ones who like sincerely question moving outside and like quote unquote divesting. There's whole fucking books on it. I've seen like, we're, we're still a community. You are going to have bad experiences within your community, regardless of what color or credo that community is. It's just life. You just can't paint. You can't just exit the community because Bro, I will tell you this. I do not have a relationship with my mother. I do not like that woman. Uh, that was the first black woman I ever met. <laughs> and yeah, I had to do some unraveling, you know, to to get past that shit. But like my TikTok bio says black woman stand account. Okay. <laughs> okay. I am I am out here. I'm not dating anybody who's not black. I'm not even hooking up with nobody who's not black. So that's not I'm never gonna second guess that at any point in my life ever again. But uh yeah, so release yourselves from that shackles. I also remember I did post like something about I posted a seven second clip on, clip on TikTok where I was like, introverted black girl, why do you date white boys? And I only said mm. that because like all the introverts I know date a lot of white boys, or all the not, not introverts, but like shy girls, they all tend to date white boys. But all the ones who are like the ratchets, they don't even <laughs> consider it. They that's never even like a thought in their mind. Like the, the loud, outgoing black women. And I didn't like put that that nuance in there. I just posted like seven second clip, but it was very interesting because I had to make that post friends only because the amount of black man slander and it was I, there was thousands of comments and three of them were like, "Oh, I never really intended to, but like I married this white boy and fell in love." Three, the rest were like, "A black man did this to me, therefore I now date white men," and it's like. I know I've known white niggas who do that same thing you had happen with a black man, but all right, man. <laughs> like that was not a black specific thing. That was a man specific thing, unfortunately. But yeah, and it's very weird that a lot of us like out of hatred jump immediately to white people. Like I don't know no Moroccans. <laughs> I don't know no Middle Eastern people. <laughs> yeah, y'all skipped eighty shades of brown and got straight to pink. That's crazy. But uh, that yeah, disrespectful. It's wild. If, if you're listening to this and having your fun with a white man or a non-black man right now, congratulations to you. That's great. But uh, like, there's a black version of that nigga out there somewhere. <laughs> man, and, you know, don't come. But anyways, like, yeah, I just feel like, man, like, again, we're just like not talking to each other enough and. It's sad. It's really sad. But because all we all all everyone needs is for someone to be. Not, and how the fuck does simp get painted the way it is? How the fuck is being? Because it's not even like when I get called a simp on the internet, I'm never saying some shit like "Yo, pay her bills, cash app her five hundred dollars." <laughs> I don't got five hundred dollars to cash app nobody, uh, except the motherfucker I pay child support to. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Like I'm never gonna. But I'll, I'll just be like, "Yo, what, what was the last time I got called a simp? What the fuck was I saying? I don't remember." But like. It'd be basic, like, human decency shit that should apply to every person of all sex and genders you meet. Right. But, like... Like, be nice to women, and then they're like, you're a simp. 
And the crazy part is when it's grown men too. Cause I, I'll like, you know, I'm on my phone all the time. I read every comment, but like 90% of the mean ones be blank profiles with no picture. And I'm like, all right, this is probably like a white teenager or something. But like every Absolutely. now and again, it'd be like a real grown ass man with Android content. And I'm sitting there like my brother, <laughs> release yourself from the shackles and this eight bit videos you'd be posting online. It's it's terrible outside. So are you like, are you trying to have like the the, the white picket fence and the kid and the the husband and you trying to get married, you trying to do all that? Ooh, Lord, children, hell no! In this economy, <laughs> um, I would say that I do lean a little bit more traditional, and that's because of like I said earlier, my lived experiences. My parents have been married for thirty years. My grandparents have been married for sixty years, and all of my aunts and uncles have been married for like twenty plus years. So it is like what I see; it's what's ingrained in me. And what I will say is that like even if I don't want like a traditional marriage where like you know we at home, we got kids, dogs, whatever the fuck, you know, one of us is going to uh, whatever the fuck, it would be nice to be in like a. And I'm not saying like, cause you know, niggas love to get on the internet and be like, why do you need that white man paperwork? Like, oh, we need the paperwork, honey, because I'm trying to pay less taxes. Okay. So <laughs> like, I, I think marriage is definitely, and I won't even say like a goal because it's not like a milestone. Like me, you know, being with a man is not like, oh, the, congratulate Like that, I would say that it's like a. You're looking for love. Yeah, yeah, You're looking yeah, for yeah. monogamous love. Yes. If you take all the bits and pieces out, you were just preferable. looking for monogamous love with one partner. Absolutely. And that was, because, like, you know, ladies, I'm going I'm to get a little vulnerable right now. I'm, like, I just started dating, what I want to say, like, this year. Because, um, yeah, I it's 2022. Yes, I, I just started dating again this year. So, like... I just be and my sister will attest to this because I ain't got no friends. And so I spend all of my time with my sister and um or my mama, um, as you can tell. But um <laughs> I so yeah, I just started dating this year and I think like it's let me just tell you that dating is wild. So <laughs> like just like trying to find and I think like as a whole, like we can have all of these nuanced conversations about like, oh, relationships should be like this and we need more of this and we need more of this. But like dating is so specific and so fucking personal that I think it's ridiculous that we be trying to have these conversations to like shape a culture of dating when like you really just need to figure out like who the fuck you are as a person so that you can deal with these niggas. Like, cause these weapons that be formed against me, they be prospering like a <laughs> little bit. Like they be like, they be prospering like that much because dating is wild and it's very specific. It's very personal. Like I was dating this one guy at the beginning of the year. Right. And, um, we went on a single date and it went well, you know, he like, we went to my favorite Italian restaurant and then he was like, I don't want this date to end. So he took me to the casino where I watched him lose $700 on, um, a blackjack table. And I'm just like, am I supposed to be turned on by like what? Yeah. (laughs) So that same man, like we're texting or whatever. Um, first of all, this man, uh, Oh, I can't say that, but no. So this, he like, we're talking and I'm telling him that like, you know, I'm open to dating and I would like, you know, something serious long-term, but he wanted me to be like, yeah, I'm your girlfriend now. Like after the single date that we went on. And then he proceeds to tell me, I'm tired of women thinking that everything should just be given to them. Has a full scale mental breakdown in my messages unprovoked like after he said i'm tired of women thinking that they should just be that things should be given to them i stopped responding and this man just spiraled and he was like well um i don't understand why you can't meet me or why you can't like meet me where i'm at and woo woo and then he was like telling me like see this is why i don't trust women i'm just like i literally did not even respond i said (laughs) i said absolutely nothing to get you out of pocket like this and you are spiraling 
in my messages. And then he got mad, right? Because so he he FaceTimed me on a Wednesday night, which the Wednesday night is important because it's going to show you how unhinged the behavior is. He FaceTimes me on a Wednesday night. It's like 730 Midwestern winter. So, you know, it's pitch black dark outside. And he's I'm like, oh, you know, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to the strip club. I said, nigga, on a Wednesday? They be having good wings. Maybe it was maybe it was the Wednesday. wing night. No, it was not. I'm familiar <laughs> with the strip club. They don't have good anything, including strippers. So I'm like, nigga, you go to the club. You go to the strip club on a Wednesday, and this man was like, he look because we on Facetime. So he looked me in my face, and he was like, well, you ain't giving me none. And I just ended the call because I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? You're not only are you going to the strip club on a Wednesday. You're ex. You, you try to fuck a stripper. What un hinged and you know what who I, if the government is listening i need you to like keep him on file because he's gonna be a serial killer because the behavior is wild listen listen i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm say this don't cancel me but i i really <laughs> truly do hate when the the rhetoric of like men going like oh you should choose better men because you know it's just like a manipulation tactic mm-hmm. but you'll be telling me some out-of-pocket stories how do you vet these because you go on dates with bro <laughs> Like, like just for me personally, I have been to a casino twice in my life and spent no money. I've been in a strip club twice in my life and spent no money. It's not my thing. And I can't imagine somebody going, let's go to the casino tonight as a first date and me being like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out of my house and do that. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, like, no, I, I, I was I not doing like, anything else. I wasn't doing I feel like anything not else. doing anything else was, was a better option. No. And you know what? To give context to the world, he has been cyberbullying me for like a week um, about my choices in men. So this is a continuation of that. And I don't appreciate <laughs> it. Okay. I feel like you just be going on dates because you're bored and you don't even, you just want content at, at this I point. I do. Because you have out-of-pocket date stories. Oh, I 100% you got, do. I, you got, I do. You date, you, you're either dating for marriage or you're dating for content. You can't, you can't have both. <laughs> I, can, I can't have both. I I will find my delicate balance here because that's not even as wild as it gets. But dating horror stories is going to have to be a whole separate podcast, man, because some of them, okay, some of the men have been crazy. Some of the men have been nice. But I think like where, what's like, what's crazy for me is that like, I can't seem to get like any nigga up and running, you know, like even the good ones, like we'll go on dates, we'll hang out or whatever, but like they never, and they'll say like, oh, I want something serious or oh, I want to date, whatever the case may be. And then I can never get that up off the ground. Like they never want to follow through. They want to just like, that's because you know, dating is like dating in real life. We discussed this before, but like meeting yeah. people in real life is overrated. I think, uh, I, I and also dating is is showboating for men. Like I'd be on like when I was in my Tinder days and I would go on dates, half the date was just me being impressed of how far outside my personality I was actually being. I was like, damn, I'm turned on by me right now. Like what's there's a comedian, he's just I forgot his name, but he's such an adorable little black comedian with his big fro. But he he was saying he has a bit where he's saying he's like, I wish I could be my first date self all the time. Cause I don't know who that nigga is. <laughs> like, Are you talking about Josh Johnson? Is, there we go. He's got a bit about that because I love him. You never go. My my vetting process is if I don't have dating apps, but like if we meet on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, or you you know, even if I like I meet you at a bar and we exchange numbers, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some Facetimes in. I'm gonna get some <laughs> texting in for like a month before I actually like take time in the real world to hang out with you because so so I can make sure this is not a bad experience. I've had two bad dates. Both were with the same person, and this was MySpace era. So, and Ooh, they were MySpace. so. Yeah, it was the one day. Well, first we met at a party, and uh, you know she's dancing at this party. She starts dancing on me. We start making out. I'm like, I, I love a thirsty bitch. So like, I'm I'm like energy. I'm feeling this. And then <laughs> I get her number. I get her number. We're texting on the sidekick for like two days and like at that time this is giving away my age but at that time like you had a limit on how many texts you could send otherwise it was money so i think it was like (laughs) 150 texts a day or something so like between her and like the boys like i was really only texted her like 10 15 times so we go on this date and do you remember the band gym class heroes yes so back in the day like 
the the singer Travis McCoy, he was like the black dude that like made white girls question like, oh shit, I might I might be in the black guys. Uh, that was like mm-hmm. he was the that breaking point. So I go on a date with this girl. And she's boring as hell. She reveals to me that she was on ecstasy at this party, which is why she Ooh. was such a outward going personality. And then, and then she spends the rest of the time talking about how she used to hook up with somebody from gym class heroes, but it wasn't even Travis McCoy. It was just like one of the white dudes. Nobody knows. Oh, not one of the <laughs> white dudes. Yep. And then I was, I was like, this is, this is, I'm so bored. This is terrible. I got out of there, but she was so thick and would like, imply wow. via text that like the second I get you alone it's on and popping and I, I stuck through it and I, I just nothing came of that I'm not even gonna talk the second date is not even it's not even airworthy we never slept together or anything I never saw half a nipple but <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah it was ever since then I was like all right I need a vetting process because that was such a huge waste of my time and I was very 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 broke at the time so like I, I could have been doing anything else in the world and it would have been more productive. <laughs> Man, that sounds awful. Also, it sounds like I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have to have you back on my dating horror stories episode. Um, because <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't. I really like. I think for the most part, like I, I be dating myself. Like if I'm gonna be real honest, like I like men never have they don't be showing up with a plan. Like they'll be like, Oh, I want to take you out. And I'm like, cool. Like, let me know what you want to do. And I'll show up and I'll like, cause that's my goal for dating. Like, I don't really want to have to do anything. I just want to have to, I want to show up and I want to be cute. Like that's it. Like, I don't want to have to but see, here's the thing. Do anything. Men, they won't admit this, but they also just want to show up and be cute. But them being <laughs> cute is like them putting on the performance that they are a, a feasible ma- option for ma- Like, I remember one day I was on and I had like a cardigan on and shit. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, damn, I feel like Sean Connery out here. Like, <laughs> and it wasn't even meant to be a date. Like, it was just like an internet friend that I had known forever. And we just like happened to be in the same city. And I was like, yeah, let's, like, like, let's hang out. I didn't think there was any kind of sexual connection there. But bro, when she walked up, bro, this was pre-BBLs. She looked like she had a BBL. Like her waist was this big. Her hips and ass were um, huge. And it just turned on immediately. (laughs) Like I couldn't even control it. I was so smooth and suave. And as you can tell by this podcast, I am not a smooth, suave guy. So so I I just pulled a a completely different personality out of nowhere. And uh, men do this all the time. Like they want to be that guy when they know they are not. So don't get tricked by these men. They really want to be like this cute, caring, sensational man that they absolutely are not. See, and that's (laughs) what I want. pulling out on dates. I that's what I want like if your person see I like the I am I don't need like I'm I I don't need none of that like traditional masculinity type shit like I don't need you to fight a nigga at the bar because he disrespected me because I do that enough on my own I don't need you to like buck up at people when they talk crazy to me because I do that enough on my own and additionally like I would just like somebody to be like, you know, nice. Like nobody is nice anymore. Like everybody's trying to be like, oh, well, I, that they want to have this, what is that exact? He's like, you're not that guy. I promise you, buddy. You're not that guy. Like that, that man was telling the truth. You're not that guy. Um, just go. And you know, what's real crazy is that even when I was dating these hood dudes, right? I'm dating these hood niggas. They, they hood in public, you know, they got a gun in the car, whatever the case may be, you know, they got charges, they got warrants, whatever the case may be. As soon as we are no longer in public, they are laid up under me like a newborn baby, like completely just want all masculinity has been taken off and hung up in my closet, like a North face, like they are babies. And that's what I want. Like, just like, you know, put on, you want to take me out? Fine. But like, I know you want to be taken care of. See, here's my thing. Are you ready for my conspiracy theory on masculinity right now? Absolutely. So (laughs) I, I try, I try so deeply, so hard not to be in celebrity business. But y'all motherfuckers cannot stop talking about Russell Westbrook and Sierra. And I've said so many times that like y'all make up this fan. Yes. Russell Will uh, Russell Wilson. We're gonna call him Big Willie. Bi- Bi- okay, Willie and like Sierra that. and and future. 
And like people like, I don't know why they have so much narrative about future. Like as someone who's baby moms, my child's turning 11 next month. So I know damn well there's no tension between Sierra and Future because their child is like, what, nine, 10 now? Yeah. <laughs> like they are coworkers at this point. But like, I feel like there's always this narrative that Russell is Big Willie, he's mad corny, and that Future is so much cooler. And I feel like it's because dudes are mad because they want to be Russell so bad. Oh, they so want to be the dude with their pants, the shirt tucked in the pants, who's goofy and just unencumbered and not caring about being cool. And they want, women to aspire to future because they think that being the cool guy is because the thing about the future is future controls men as well right like a Mm -hmm. lot of women future is a beautiful man there's no denying that he is the beauty standard but they want his coolness because men respect his coolness but they also want to be russell because they know russell russell like if russell stepped out if russell decided tomorrow him and sierra is broken up Russell got options for years. <laughs> and it's not off his money. It's off his personality. They know Russell's soft. They know Russell's a good father. They know Russell's a good candidate. And he's all this while not trying to be cool. So they want to be, they want to appear as, as future, but want to be able to have the, the, the unencumbered and unabashed like softness of, of of Russell without being judged. And that's why they shit on Russell so much because they they know first date personality is Russell Wilson for every dude with any kind of sense. You ain't being future on that first date. You Not ain't talking about your nine baby mamas on that first date. You talking about, yeah, I care about the environment and blah, 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 blah. Your pants are all tucked in. You got your slacks on and your pointy shoes. You are Russell on that first date every single time. Every but time. you want your boy, you know your boys respect Russell. <laughs> I mean, your boys respect future. And that you wanted, you want everyone to to bow to you, but you don't know how to find that balance. So you just shit on Russell because you embarrassed to be Russell, even though most of these dudes, they Russell when the doors close. Mm, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But y'all not ready to have that conversation or whatever people say online. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? I don't know. I don't know who needs to hear this, but <laughs> hot no. take. Man, and I like that's it's so interesting that you say that because like I had this exact conversation with guess who guys, my mom. So it's like I like the because like my dad is a Russell Wilson type. Like he is not concerned about images. Like he don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about him. Like never concerned with like you know being a quote-unquote simp because they call russell wilson that all the time my dad is obsessed with my mom okay obsessed and it benefits the both of them i believe but like you know the idea that you know women have to and that's also the thing like men love to cling to this narrative of oh women love bad guys women love they don't like they don't like nice guys. Women love bad guys, right? Like men love to cling to that narrative when the truth is, is that men just love like creating false versions of themselves because they're not um, emotionally intelligent enough to know how to do the work to put that wall down. So it's just a persona. Like if you think you future, you Russell Wilson. <laughs> like it doesn't matter <laughs> how you put it. Like they also, be like, let's, no, let's break that down. Let's break that down. You uh, like that. I don't know if you even have like a lot of male listeners, but women do not want the bad guy. They've never wanted the bad guy never. past maybe college. Past 22 years old, they have never wanted that dude. Maybe they'll sleep with that dude because, again, a lot of those dudes look good. Future is the beauty yeah. standard. But in terms of like, and maybe like that's what you want. A lot of these men want like women to fall at their feet. But like you not holding on to women with that image. You, you get in the one and done and go exactly because <laughs> you look like you got a big dick but after that it's like all right i know i'm not gonna form nothing of of substance with this man let me get out of here man, you know what i mean that's what i'm saying and like, then it's like the dudes and the, the funny part is is like dudes think like all right girls want the bad guy i'm gonna be the bad guy and i'm gonna have all these one night stands but as you said before you're gonna have a full mental breakdown when this motherfucker ghosts you. <laughs> Man. A full mental breakdown because you thought you was future. You thought you had it like that. But you're also, future is very hurt in his music. I don't know. I listen to future. You listen to future's lyrics, future crying. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's hurt about just more than bitches. Like this nigga, like, he's hurt. He's so, very he is 
Future, every every Future album sound like he just got out of jail. Man. <laughs> like he just left prison. Um, so I don't know what what image y'all have created. Also, I love that Future is silent and we just make up this narrative for him based on the news. But Future don't talk. He don't talk to us at all. He gives us one viral tweet about like I'm single when somebody tattoos their name on him and then mm-hmm. just goes away. Future, pro- Future really- is probably Russell Westbrook low key. Future probably has a girlfriend right now. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we don't even know about it. Future is in a loving like three year relationship, monogamous as hell, and he's just not talking. That's why he's not making no music right now. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, and that could be true because we really we, Russell or Future doesn't really do interviews. He doesn't really he he doesn't share much with the public. So he could be doing whatever. The and fuck when he, he does, he's do. very very high. <laughs> yeah, I think he just gets high to like not not reveal like actually I'm in love with uh, this girl that works at Trader Joe's. <laughs> she put me Man. on to infused uh, Indian mimosas. <laughs> in sensational. <laughs> Look, I Future think right now is baking cheesecake for a woman. Absolutely, <laughs> he is, de- and he got an apron on too that says "Kiss the Cook." And then after after she breaks up with him for whatever reason, uh, she, he's gonna drop Dirty Sprite three, and, and I can't wait. Crazy. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. So whoever you are dating future, just break his heart because I need Dirty Sprite three. Like the the playlist will never be the same after that. <laughs> well, I, I gotta it. take my ass to work. Well, yeah. To so yes. That that's the point of it all, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at the end of the day, we all got to go to fucking work because capitalism has destroyed all of our lives. So we really don't need to be worried about relationships anyway. Yes. So I think the big takeaway from this is black people. We are not a monolith. Your bad experiences with black women or black men does not equate to the entire community. Mm-hmm. And uh, be nice to each other. Un- yeah. Unencumbered and unabashed, free of pride, simp for each other. Uh <laughs> whatever the fuck that means uh just be nice and don't be afraid to be nice because you're only harming yourself this has been at thin.cruel.lips on tiktok and ig Uh, find me there and uh, y'all know where to find my podcast the national meat treasure uh on tiktok and instagram and wherever you get your podcast all right and as always just go to therapy (laughs) that's it just go to therapy (laughs)